All right, guys, um, let's get into the Word of God. Huh? Um, uh, I know that if I leave fountain people to say hello to them, um, to each other, we're going to move straight into coffee. So uh, sit, sit. Let's begin with the word of the Lord. Let's get into the Word of God. Hey, guys, it's so good to see all of you, man. Main, Mike, so good to see you. Wimpy, hey, Mariki, good to see you, my good It's so good to be back home. Hey, Israel, sitting deeply in the corner over there. Huh? Mark, so good to see the two of you as well. You've, you've been here for ages, my man. Alette, good to see you in church, all the way in the back there. Um, Jandre, where's Jandre? Dane's, Dane's girlfriend, I invited her to church. Did she come? Ah, so good to have you. Thank you for coming to church. So good to have you all here. Come on. Are you excited to be in church this morning? Like these people over here, they're like, mm, maybe, maybe I'm excited to be in church this morning. It's going to be good. God is good. God is good. Not yeah, all the time he's good, but he's good. There's no one like him in the heavens. There's no one like him in the earth. He deserves everything that we are. He deserves our highest praise. He deserves our lives lived in submission to him on a day-to-day -day basis, not because we are under law, but we live with this incredible understanding that he loved us first. Isn't that amazing? While I was yet a sinner, Dave, while I was still a pilkop and, 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 and smoking dacha, Christ died for me. Christ died for me. He died for me. And some of us might not have the, 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 the really crazy story that I have. But if you look back over your life and you think of the faithfulness of Jesus Christ and you think of where you've been and how he has sustained you up until this point, come on, there's not one person in this place that has been serving Jesus for a long time that will not jump up on their legs and go, Jesus! You have been so faithful. Hasn't he been? Hasn't God been faithful? And God's been faithful to this church community. It's amazing to see what the Lord is doing here. For those of you that do not know me, because I see loads of new faces, so I look across the, the room very quickly. Let me introduce myself. My name is Ricky Fenter. Um, I used to be a pastor on staff here with Dave, and um, uh, about four and a half years ago, Dave and Colleen and the eldership team were gracious enough to, to um, release me to go and lead a church in Belgium called Vineyard Brussels along with my family, and uh, we've been there now for four and a half amazing years, um, uh, and uh, just trusting God for more, Yeah? I want to quickly show you my kids. Do we have, do we have photos up there? Let's go. There we go. Come on now. That's, those, are, those are my kids right there. My beautiful wife over there. Zachariah, Allegra, doing, always doing a pose I'm like Jesus. Selfie generation is in the house over there. My boy Alex is as tall as I am now. Go to the next one. I just want to go quick. Next. Hey. Come on, baby. That was my wife and I in Spain this last summer. Yeah. Just having an incredible time on a boat somewhere. Just enjoying Jesus. 
and each other. That's my daughter, Allegra. When we left, she was a little baby. She is nine going on 99 now. Yeah? Yes. She's got a mouth on her, this one. I promise you she's got a mouth on her. And then she's growing more and more beautiful every day. Yeah? Loving that. Next. That's my boy, Alex. This is on one of our date days. Something that I, I stole from Dave. Um, uh, I take my kids out on dates, and this was me and my boy going out for a drink, huh? and that's his first mocktail. He's like, Dad, these things are amazing. I'm like, they will stay mocktails for the rest of your life, boy. Next one. Um, uh, this is us in Paris. That's about a year ago. Next one. Um, uh, for those of you who know Shirley, that's the latest addition to our family. Um, uh, she has just joined us in, uh, in Brussels. A couple of months back, she had a stroke, unfortunately, um, uh, and we did not know that it was a stroke. And uh, when she came to Brussels, she was not the same woman, but by God's grace, just being with family and being loved, she has um, uh, revitalized the spirit, and um, uh, she's busy ordering the kids around again and telling them what to do and what not to do. My boys are like, oh, Grammy's back. <laughs> Um, uh, this last week, she had a bit of an incident again, um, uh, and that's why I'm here. Um, uh, we are trusting God that they, she can stay with us while we are in Brussels, um, uh, that she can stay and just be along with us. Uh, uh, otherwise, she's going to be uh, by herself, and we don't want that for her. Yeah? She's a beautiful lady. Do I have any, anything else? Let's go next. Ah, that's a, some of the guys from church. Yes? Next one. Yes. Dave, I have, I have um, uh, adopted work parties, Dave. But I just want you to see how much pizza I have there. All right, I just, I just, I just want you to know, Dave. I feed them after I make them work, Dave. Just <laughs> it gets them there, Dave. I'm just putting it out there. I'm not saying anything, Ian. Yeah, but pizza is good to get people to come. Um, uh, that's the church, guys. We've grown exponentially um, uh, in this last season. Uh, we don't have chairs anymore on a Sunday. I think the the ushers are constantly stressed. Ricky, what if the whole congregation comes at one time? We're going to have to tell people to go home. Like, don't worry, in Brussels, they only come once every two weeks. Jesus loves you. <laughs> we'll be fine. But the church has grown um, uh, beautifully. Let's go to the next one. Um, uh, we're getting to baptize people all the time, which has been a beautiful thing for us as well. Atheists, agnostics have come to know Jesus. Yeah. They, they've had an encounter with Christ. Yeah. We've had Catholics that have, that have had a nominal relationship with Jesus for the longest time, coming into an understanding of grace and love, giving their lives to Jesus and being, being part of our community. Um, uh, that specific person there was a refugee that had come, come across, and we, by God's grace, were able to, to help restore him to family. That's one of our elders next to me in the bath. That's Natalia and I. Um, uh, is baptizing another young girl who, who did, whose whole family don't know the Lord. Yeah? She was the first to come to know Jesus. And after she came, the whole family started coming to church as well, which has been amazing. And what, is there any more? Is that it? Thank you, my man. You are the man, huh? Chicks, dig you lank, buddy. <laughs> All right, so that's us. That's, that's what's happening in, in Belgium. Um, uh, and we just want to say thank you. Thank you for Fountain Vineyard, yeah? our home church, our, our sending church. Um, everything that I've learned about ministry, I learned here. 
are in this place with that, that old man that's on his way to Mauritius. Hey, hey Dave, I'm, I'm not doing ministry right. Uh, I, <laughs> just kidding. He's, he's uh, an incredible man that's taught me so much about, about, about the ministry and serving people, Dave, and I'll, I'll be forever grateful um, uh, for everything that you guys have done. Yeah? Thank you so much. So, how about we get into the word? Is that okay? You can me know. You can't make me know. You can't make me know. You can't make me know. colored boy cake like jokes, man. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Come on, I want you to get excited because it's not about me, it's about Jesus. Yeah? Amen. I believe that Christ Jesus himself has got something that he wants to speak into every one of your hearts today. The entire message might not be for you, but there might be something in there that is just meant for you that can change your life forever. I believe that one word from God can change your life forever. One word, only one word. And sometimes you've got to, you've got to open up your ears so you can hear that word, huh? We can come to church and we do our church thing Sunday to Sunday and we come without expectation because we kind of know exactly what's going to happen in church. We know who's going to be leading worship. We know who's going to be saying a word. We know when Dave's going to pray. We kind of know it's like you, you, you sit automatically, you, you stand automatically because you kind of know what the program is going to be like. But you know what I like about Jesus when he steps into the room, he turns over tables. Hey, when Jesus comes and he does what he wants to do, it changes our lives forever. And all we need is hunger. Lord, I want more of you. Desire more of your presence. Desire everything that you have for me. So I can live the life that you have called me to live. Passion power and take as many people with me to heaven as I possibly can whilst I'm having my steak on my plate while I wait. Thank you, Dave. So if I had to give my message a title today, it would be, be free from religious spirit. I want to read to you from Luke 12 and verse 1. Jesus turned to his disciples and warned them, beware of the hypocrisy of the Pharisees. It permeates everything they do and teach, like leaven, or we know it, yeast. In Matthew 16, verse 11, it says, don't you understand? I'm not talking about bread. I'm warning you to avoid the yeast of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Then they realized that he wasn't talking about yeast in bread, but the error of the teachings of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. I often tell pre-Christians, our pre-Christians are uh, everybody that has not given their lives to Jesus as of yet. They are pre-Christian. They just need to get to know one of you guys and they'll come to know Christ because there's no way you can reject Jesus once you have, have really had an encounter with him. And I tell them, I'm not religious. In fact, I hate religion. And they tell me, how can you, how can you say that? Uh, you're a pastor. I tell them, you know what, it's because I don't pursue religion. I pursue a relationship with the living God. If we look around in our society today, people despise religion. In Europe, when you tell people about Christ, they tell you about the Crusades. 
take you 400 years back in history and they, and they tell you about how the Catholics killed people so that they could fall, that they could, they could perpetuate the message of the gospel. How can you still believe in this God? In South Africa, not so, not so long ago, we used religion to keep a people group in slavery. It's no wonder that people don't like religion. Every day when, when I, I look on Facebook and I see um, uh, how, how Christians can take the word of God and they can just bite into each other as if it's a feeding frenzy. It's a bunch of sharks. You can say one thing and then you'll have 20 other people biting into you about what you just said. And we are a house divided against itself and a house divided against itself cannot stand. Religion. Religion is a killer. It will kill our relationship with God. It will kill our churches. And I want you to know, it hurts my heart when I hear another person say, you know what, I left the church because of this, that, and the other. I left the church because of, um, they made me wear hats. I'm, I left the church because everybody was judging me. I left the church because I was hurt. I left, I left, I left. Now, there's no, there's no excuse for offenses. I just put it out there. We deal with offenses. We deal with stuff. We don't run away when our brother offends us. I've got, I've got, I've got two sisters and a brother, and let me tell you, you're almost beklayo. Nowadays we don't. Now we love each other because we're older. But I remember as we were growing up, oh my gosh, we would fight. But the problem was, I couldn't go to bed angry because we all lived in the same room. There's no way I could fight with them for, because I know we're living in the same room. We're talking to one another. And before you know, we're lying in bed and we're making jokes because we have to overcome our issues. And tomorrow morning, he's still going to be my brother. He's still going to be my sister. And I see people in church walking away from Christ and walking away from the church because of real of offenses instead of dealing with their stuff. You need to deal with your stuff. If you've got issues, one-on-one -on -one with your brother in love before you walk away. That wasn't part of my message. Yeah? I don't know why. Like the Lord is saying to those of you who are still harboring some offenses in your heart right now about anything, about this, the way that the church runs, the way that Dave talks about money all the time. Yeah? I'm, uh, uh, that guy flagging over here on the side, uh, carrying offenses because the worship wasn't long enough this morning. You're carrying stuff in your heart towards Christ and his people, and you have not dealt with it. I feel God is saying, if you want this church to move forward, if you want this community to be everything God has called it to be, you're going to let go of your mess in Jesus' name. Because we cannot, cannot be biting one another and still believe that the Lord is going to use this body. Does it make sense to you? Come on, Jesus. Do what you want to do this morning in, 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 in this place. So, my question to you this morning would be, is there any yeast of religiosity? Any yeast of legalism in your life? 
that is hijacking your relationship with God and with other people. Because, you know, just like with yeast, once you put it in the dough, just a little bit of time, it will do its work. It will, will live in the whole entire bread. Now, in this scripture, we see um, uh, the leaven of the Pharisees represented in two ways. One, it's a behavior. That's the hypocrisies. That's the acting out, the pretending. The pretending to be something that you're not. The pretending to be something that is not part of your identity. I think one of, of the, 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 the tenets or the values of this church, if you look up on, the, on uh, those, uh, those banners over there, is I for integrity. I for integrity. That you are on the outside what you are on the inside. Because you cannot come to church every week and lie about who you are. I cannot stand up here preaching and teaching God's word and then go home and mess around. I cannot come up here every week preaching and teaching God's word and be living a life of sin and my kid is sitting in the front row and he's going, who is that child again? Is that my dad? Seriously? So the leaven of the, of the Pharisees here was speaking about the hypocrisy. I am this, but I'm living something else. And again, I'm, I've got to strong in my spirit this morning. I, I, I believe that there's some of you in this place that God wants to, he wants to bring you back to your true identity in Christ. And you've been living and saying that you're one thing, but, you, but, but on the inside, you're something completely different. I just have the sense that God's heart is breaking for, for his people this morning. And he's saying, hey, come to me to me. I love you. I don't condemn you. I don't judge you. I just want you to be real. I want you to be integrous. Live with identity and purpose. This morning, Dave was talking about sin. Very often what we do with sin is we try to hide it. Because it's shameful. God is saying, man, go of the shame. Come to me. So on the one side, the leaven of the Pharisees was this hypocrisy. And on the other side, it was their teachings. It was their doctrines. It was their beliefs. And there are three areas in our lives where we've got to be very careful about the leaven of the Pharisees. The first one that I want to share with you this morning is our personal relationship with God. Let's go to John 9 verse 28. And then they hurled insults at him and said, you are this fellow's disciple. We are disciples of Moses. So the Pharisees were, were hurling insults at, at, at Jesus and his people saying, you are this fellow's disciple, but we are disciples of Jesus. You know what's crazy about the Pharisees? They knew everything about the word. They could pull the word of God apart from Genesis all the way up until um, uh, where they were at that point in time, in their epoch. Because the revelation wasn't written yet. But they failed to recognize God was standing right in front of them. They failed to recognize that the Jesus 
the word was pointing to was right there in their midst. And they saw themselves as followers of Moses. They were followers of, of religious movements. They were followers of, of, of denominations backed up by scripture. And even today we see Christians that are not followers of Christ, but they're followers of their denomination. They're followers of a, of a religious belief system or a set of, 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 of laws that have taken them away from Jesus and has made, made them bondage to, to religion once again. But it was for freedom that Christ has set us free. And we cannot trade genuine relationship with God for religion and legalism and rule following. You know, there were some people that recognized Jesus. Simon and Anna, the prophetic, could see that this was Jesus. This was the guy, John, when he saw Jesus for the first time, he says, I am not worthy to wash your feet. There were people that could recognize by the Spirit who Jesus was. Can you? Can I? You see, if we are not careful what happens when we are, are living according to rules and regulations, our relationship with Jesus becomes, I will, I shall, I can't, I will not, I do, I don't. It becomes a set of laws. I need to read my Bible for an hour every day. And if I read my Bible for an hour every day, then I'm pashash. I'm lacquer. Things are going good. So we become followers of the law. When we live before God, relying on our own strength instead of the Holy Spirit. And when we live with a religious spirit, it breeds pride in us rather than humility. I've got this young man in our community that I've been trying to disciple for the longest time. But every time he comes to me, there's no space for anything. He's full already. Benia is full. He knows everything. He knows every scripture. He knows how everything needs to be contextualized for today. And he can, he can, he can rattle off 10, 20, 30 different scriptures, but, but what's going on in here doesn't look like Jesus. And smell like Jesus. So we can know the Bible, but not know Christ. Because our identity is not as followers of the law. Our identity is as sons and daughters of the Most High God. We are no longer orphans. I, got, I laughed because somebody at this church, they called me, you unricky me, Yeah? 
You enrique me with a melody. You surround me with a song. Because it's my favorite, my favorite song of all times is, is no longer a slave to, to sin. I am a child of the Most High God. It is a declaration of who I am. I am a child. I'm a son of the Most High God. And I'll sing that song until I die one day because I am secure in my sonship. I am not a follower of Moses. I'm a follower of the living Christ. And it's he that defines me. It's my relationship with Jesus that defines me. It's my relationship with Jesus that defines my walk. I had a youth pastor that once, he, he said to me once, we were, we were at, at a youth camp, yeah, and everybody was jumping and dancing and going crazy. And then he, 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 he stopped the meeting. He says, I don't care. Ruben Africa. He said, I don't care how high you jump. But when your feet hit the ground, you better walk straight. So what he was saying was, what is on the inside needs to manifest itself on the outside. And for some of you, hiding away behind some scriptures, hiding away behind religion, even hiding away behind the concept of grace, and God is saying, no, just because grace abounds, shall we continue to sin? No, we shall not. Grace empowers us to live the life that God has called us to live. Come on, preach, brother. Grace empowers us to live the life God has called us to live. Oh, someone walk this way. <laughs> Not for a second does grace allow us to continue sinning. My second point. Otherwise, I'm not going to have time. You guys are going to be here till 11. Al dag preek. dag in Jesus' name. You know, I love having fun. I love having fun. What does fun look like to you? Dave, what does fun look like to you? Surfing. Come on now. Surfing. How do you feel when you're having fun, Mike? Huh? Top of the world. You're feeling alive, right? Yeah, Sean, fun. What does fun look like to you, bud? Anything but work. <laughs> Anything now. That is an ego. That's a definition of note there. Billy, what does fun look to you like, my brother? Writing another song. Fun. Fun. That's fun. That's fun. I'm loving that. Leon. But what does fun like to you, look like to you? Keep on walking. Brother, brother, what drink you with this, young? What drink you with this? I'll not have to bid for you in Johnny Walker. I'll not have to bid for you. Here is leave you, mate. Jose, what does fun look like to you, bud? Hey! What's bid for you, Neto? What's bid for you, Neto? What's lay a hand and foot? Yeah? Was lay a hand and foot up your netto in Jesus' name. Huh? Come on, Mark, what does fun look like to you, my man? Come on, let's hear it. Peace and happiness. Yeah? Peace and happiness. Is your relationship with Jesus filled with fun? Is coming to church on Sunday fun? Is reading your Bible fun? 
is lifting your hands in worship fun? Or has it become a religious duty? Has it become work? Because if it's just work, you're missing out on the reality of relationship with Jesus. It's calling you to a place where you can commune with him. That inner relationship can define your daily life. Kaylee, where are you? Kaylee, 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 Kaylee used to make fun of me. Did. I used to walk around singing in the corridors. You remember Gailey? Huh? I used to, can't remember? So walk around singing in the, in the corridors. I just used to sing. It's like, okay, here comes Ricky. Where's Margs? Margs, same thing. Huh? Here comes Ricky. Ricky's around here somewhere. He's just singing again. Yeah? I have to sing. I have to sing. I've got to sing. I've got to continue singing. the joy of the Lord is my strength. It's real to me. Without that, I can't live this life. When I wrote that book, it's called The Passion Project, I had lost my passion. I had, I had fallen into depression because I had allowed other people's voices to speak louder than the voice of God. I had allowed other people to steal my joy. I had to get back to the place where Jesus could get my heart again and tell them, my boy, you are not what they say you are. You are who I say you are. You're my boy. I love you. I've called you. My grace is enough. Oh, Jesus, guys, that's just my first point, Lord. There's so much to say. The second place is our relationship with, with others. Jesus came to do a focus shift from obligation to relationship. Now, the, the problem with the Pharisees were not their obedience. No, obedience is a good thing, don't get me wrong. But you have to obey along with the Holy Spirit in you. The desire to obey God is not a religious thing. Don't get me wrong. The problem was with their hearts. They saw themselves just as servants. They kept on judging the people around them. I'm going to move on to my, my third point. Is that okay? Like Jesus, otherwise I'm going to keep you guys here the whole day. Thank you, Father. And then we're going to dance. Is that okay? Can we dance this morning? Are you ready to dance a little bit this morning? We're just going to sing a little bit. After, after we're done, I'm going to get gray and... And, um, uh, and, uh, and Jono to come and yak those drums. Huh? Brother, you must stop mooring people and maybe learn the drums. Huh? I think that would be a good thing for you in Jesus' name. Um, uh, you can yak those things six, love, brother, whole day. Whole day, my man. All the frustrations gone in Jesus' name. <laughs> um, uh, we're going to play some drums a bit later. The third thing for me is, so number one was, was our relationship with God. Number two is our relationship with others. I feel God has called us to just live restored to one another, not to judge one another unfairly, but to judge each other righteously. 
and not to, not to see each other according to the color of our skin, not to see each other according to our culture, not to see each other according to our background or ethnicity, but to see each other the way that God sees us, yes? And that we seek to understand before we seek to be understood. That we have a listening ear for the people that God has placed in our lives. Now, before we try to tell them how to live their lives, that we find out what's going on in their hearts. That we find out what is going on in their hearts. Somebody said to me, Ricky, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So as the church of God, if coming here on a Sunday morning just means a high five, a slap on the back, and then you're out there again, that doesn't mean a thing. We've been called to relationship. We've been called to community. And the core word of community is commune. And are we communing with one another when we get together on a Sunday morning? Are we actually getting to that place where, where, where we can ask Norman, Norman, how are you really? Because it's quick for us to go, how are you? And then not listen and walk away. How are you? No, everything is fine. How are you? Fine. How are you? God is good all the time. But you never get to the heart of where people are really at. Because it's hard for people to open up their hearts. But if they see that you are really interested in them, it will restore your relationship with them. And on Sunday morning, you will see this entire church just praying for one another. Everybody gets to play. Even before the Sunday morning service has started, I saw Joe doing it earlier today. Um, uh, and uh, he was laying hands on somebody that was feeling sick this morning, which tells me that he asked them how you were doing and he listened to what was going on. And then he responded responded with prayer we need to do that for one another so on a Sunday morning we're not just waiting for the preacher to preach we're not just waiting for the worship to give us our jollies we are ministering to one another in Jesus name that's what it means when we say everybody gets to play because there's no junior Holy Spirit. You've got the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwelling inside of you. The fullness of God lives on the inside of you. You don't have to wait for permission to pray for somebody. Gosh, can I pray for you right now? Because it's not my power. It's not my ability. It's not my capacity. All I'm doing is I'm reaching into heaven and I'm bringing something out of heaven for you in the now. But when we get to know people and we really get to love people, this stage is too small for me, when we really get to know people, when we really get to know people, we will ask questions. But I know in our societies nowadays, we walk past each other. We live past each other all the time because we're busy. I've got an agenda, a foot, like my arm long, my agenda is like, whoop, the undercount eight. And I know in order to keep sanity in my life, I've got to live according to that thing. But I walk according to that thing. But the Lord knows it drains my joy at times. Huh? Like Jesus, another meeting, another person, another face, another situation. But when I'm led by the Spirit of God, I don't get drained at all. 
Because then it's not my power, it is His power in me that's working to bring life to others. So when you walk in here on a Sunday morning, I want to ask you to open up your eyes wide and to say, Jesus, would you use me this morning? I'm not just here for the Holy Grounds coffee. I am here, God, because I want to be a blessing to this community in Jesus' name. So how will you use me this morning? How are you going to use me to bring life? And stop looking at when, when Gavin is going to do it or when Dave is going to do it or Colin or the church is going to do it and you start doing it. Does it make sense to you? Why am I like talking too loudly? Like the colored prat weer hard in die kerk en ek het even die klomp gegoed wat die man praat, ja. Come on, the Lord is calling us church. He's calling us back, huh? He's calling the church back to being the church. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, by the way that you love one another. By the way you love one another. There doesn't have to be mess in the house. Can I just put that out there very quickly? There will be mess in the house, guys, when everybody is waiting for the pastors to sort it out. Dave was saying it earlier on. He was saying, man, we are just pastors. We're not policemen. Yeah? But if every one of you takes your responsibility as a son, as a daughter of God in the house seriously, then there won't be an issue with sin in the house. Because you will know. You would have asked. You would have had relationship where somebody can actually tell you, man, I am struggling with this. Could you pray with me? Could you walk with me? But if everything is left to the few, there will be cracks. And that's not what God's called the church to be. He's called the church to be his arms, feet. You are the church. Hey, Jesus. That was point two. Point three. I couldn't, I couldn't stop myself. Forgive me. Forgive me. You guys came to church this morning. In any case, I'm going back to Brussels. If you have issues, take it up with Dave, okay? Well, I'm going to preach now, and then and we're just going to do the thing in Jesus' name, and you can fight with Dave when I'm gone, okay? <laughs> My last point for today, and you guys can go home. Is everybody still here? Are you still here? Are you still here? Come on. Come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one more, and then, and then I'm going to send us home with, the, with, with, uh, with rejoicing. Amen? Come on, I hear some of you already like, well, here, Ricky, what are you now doing? Uh, I don't feel like dancing in church. Uh, dancing is for the club. It's not for the church. We dance better in church than you'll ever dance in club, my man. Watch us just now. Watch us just now. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Darren, can I give you a job, please, man? Please fix this pulpit in Jesus' name. You don't have to do it today, huh? but do it another day, Darren. Don't, every time this thing moves, huh? I'm like, why hasn't somebody fixed this pulpit for Dave yet? Huh? You guys are in the house. You see this thing breaking. Fix it. Come on, my goeie jimmel. Tell this whole thing up. It's like you are you're carrying the word on a platter. It's like I am serving you the word this morning. I'm serving you, Jesus, this morning. Come on, boys, man. Come on, boys, man. Leaders anticipate. Leaders anticipate. 
And if you're a leader, you're going to anticipate there's going to be a guy here that's full of vim, full of fire, and he's probably going to break my stage. Let's fix it before he comes. <laughs> hey, help him, Jesus. Help him, Yara. Help him. Going back to Brussels. Going back to Brussels. So, my final point for today is that the religious spirit creates barriers between the power of God. Manifest power, presence of God in the church. The religious spirit resists the supernatural flow of the Holy Spirit. I want to read to you from Matthew 23. Great sorrow awaits you, religious scholars and you Pharisees. Such frauds and pretenders. Now, if you ever thought that Jesus was a weakling, huh? If I read stuff like that, Dave, I would think three times before I call somebody, hey, you fraud, you pretender, who do you think you are? Jesus didn't mince words. He looks at them, he says, such frauds and pretenders. You all, you do all you can to keep people from experiencing the reality of heaven's kingdom. Not only do you refuse to enter in for yourself, but you also forbid anyone else from entering in. Because of skepticism, unbelief, the religious spirit stands in direct contrast to healing, prophecy, miracles, the supernatural power of God to move in its midst. Puts a nice little box around all of those things. It promotes a godly lifestyle, but it's got nothing to do with God's power. It says, says you've got a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. That's in, in 2 Timothy 3 verse 1, if you want to go read it. Have a form of godliness, but you deny the power thereof. I've seen too many, many, many Christian churches who deny the power of the Holy Spirit. And it becomes the Father, the Son, and the Holy Scriptures. And we live our lives according to Scriptures. But we forget that all Scripture is God-breathed. That the Holy Spirit of God breathes upon every, every word. And if we want to see more of God in our churches, we are going to have to let go of the religious spirit. So Dave, I thought I'd remind you of this, Dave. But I came to Fountain Vineyard from like, like a background, a lot of different churches. Yeah? But the last church, uh, the first church I grew up in was the Nazarene Church, which was a, an amazing church, laid a beautiful foundation of Christ in my life. Then I got exposed to the vineyard and, and um, uh, it changed my worship, my personal intimate worship with Jesus forever. I didn't even know who the vineyard was, but I'd listened to David Ruiz, um, uh, uh, Jesus, I need to know true love. And in my, in my, in my, I was still playing the cassette and I was rewinding that cassette, Sixth Love, and I was playing that song every day and I would sit there crying, oh Jesus, I want to know love like this, Lord. And Later on, I met Dave on the corner, 
And I was a radio DJ in the city. I'm uh, with Billy. <laughs> and I saw Dave on the corner handing out chocolates. And I'm like, oh my gosh, isn't that the senior pastor of the church over there? Now, I'm like, oh my gosh, senior pastor is handing out chocolates. Hi, you know? uh, they need to pay him more. <laughs> But there was such a humility in Dave's spirit that I decided that I'm coming to this church. I'm coming to a church where the senior leader is not afraid to go out in the streets and give people chocolates to call them in. One of the reasons I came to this church, a simple little chocolate, Dave. But that's not what I wanted to say. You and I, Dave would say, Dave, you know how Dave does. Eh? He's got this incredible way of doing discipleship where he calls you into some of his adventures. Um, uh, and uh, we get into Dave's Pajero. At that point, you still had that Pajero, Dave. And we are driving out here to, to Seaview area. And there's, there's a group of Baptist kids that are having a youth camp. Yeah? Having a youth camp. I know Baptist people. And I know that they're cessationists. They're like, no, Holy Spirit, no, just wait. Holy Spirit, time of the apostles. So that's the, the posture I take when I go in. Okay. It's going to be a nice, mellow, we're just going to give the scriptures, we're going to go. I'm sitting in the back and I'm observing. And Dave starts to teach. <laughs> and then everything goes wrong, Kruven. Everything goes wrong. The Holy Spirit's presence comes into the room. And the next minute, Dave is in the middle of the ground laughing. And he's lying, rolling around. And you had all these youth leaders on the floor with him rolling around on the floor. And all I can think about is, oh, you know, it's a Baptist church. They're never going to ask him to come back again. <laughs> They're never going to ask him to come back again. And Dave is rolling, and he's laughing in the presence, and I, I, get, I, I get all, it's all contagious. You know, joy is contagious. Have you ever been around somebody that really belly laughs? You're like, oh my gosh, that, it just gets you, man. And I'm hanging there, and I start laughing, and the, and the presence of God just does something beautiful in the room. And then we have to go home, and Dave can't drive. He can't drive. And I have to drive the car home that night. And I'm watching this guy. I'm like, no. where am I? Such freedom, Dave. Such freedom. And I've seen and experienced that in this community for many years. I've danced with you, Dave. And I know you do the chainsaw and you do the light bulb and you do the going the bed. But I've danced with you, Dave. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. When God's presence comes into a place, it releases us to, to joy. It releases us to dance. It releases us to sing. This morning we said, come on my soul. Don't you get shy on me. Lift up your soul. Because you've got a lion inside of your heart. Come on, praise the Lord. David used to say, come on my soul. Come on. Wake up. Get up. Praise Jesus. He is the glory and the lift of your head. Some of you need to start praising Jesus like you've never praised him before because you're stuck in a rut right now and you need to get out. You're stuck in a religious rut and Jesus is like, break it in, in my name. 
haven't called you to live small. I haven't called you to live shallow. I have called you to grab hold of the best that I possibly can and can have for you. You know, and I'm going to finish with that, with this. I'm a musician. So I love that Jesus made my whole entire body to be music. Yeah? I can stomp my feet. I can clap my hands. You guys going to clap with me? Here we go. Go. Here we go. What? Listen up. Here we go. Ah, you almost got lost there for a second. I'm a musician. God has made our entire bodies to be music. Yes? Why? Because He wants to use, wants us to use our entire bodies' expressions of worship to Him. If you are lacking joy in your life this morning, Sing for joy. Jump for joy. Bible, this is scripture. Shout for joy. Shout for joy. Jump. Clap. For joy. Some of us need to break out of the confines of religion. Be set free to love Jesus passionately again. Amen? Come on. I want to pray so you guys can go home and have your Holy Grounds coffee. Come on. Come on. I love the Lord. Huh? I love Jesus, guys. His presence is here. His presence has been here since we arrived. His presence has been here. God has been moving in people's hearts and people's lives. There's nothing that we need to do to hype up God's presence. He's here. His heart is for you. He wants to bring healing and restoration to your soul this morning. He wants to set you free this morning. If you haven't been able to sleep at night, would you just stand for me? You, you, you can't sleep. And you've been struggling with sleep every night. You're like, Lord, I just can't sleep. If that's you, would you just stand for me very quickly? Sleep a couple of hours a day. There we go. Hours a night you're sleeping. Before I came, I felt like the Lord had a had a word. He said, "I give my beloved rest. My beloved rest. If God is wanting to 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 lead you to a place of rest, to lead you to a place of peace. And for some of you, it's physical. It's not just emotional. It's physical. There's some physical things that's happening in your body that is not allowing you to sleep, and God wants you to sleep." Sleep is good for you. Good for you. You need to sleep. We're going to pray for that today. Some of you that came in here this morning sick. Came in sick. You decided to come to church even though you are sick. You are sick in your body, but you said, I'm not going to let that stop me. I'm going to come to church in any case because I want to give God glory and honor. If that's you, don't you just want to stand where you are? Come on. I don't know what your sickness is. I don't know what, what, what ails you this morning. I just want you to stand. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Hey. Come, Lord. 
have your way. Come, Holy Spirit, would you come? You come. And before we pray for the rest of the church, I, I just want you, if you are around them, just put your hand on them very quickly where they are. We're going to do some body ministry very quickly. Put your hand on them where they are. And I want you to, to not stand behind them. Is that okay? Can you stand in front of them, face them, look into their eyes, and then I want you to pray your best prayer. Is that okay? Pray your best prayer of healing. Pray your best prayer of restoration. Just trust God right now that He will bring the healing that they need in Jesus' name. There can't be one person here that has not got somebody with them. So please go find, make sure everybody's got a person. Let's speak healing over their lives in Jesus' name. Come Holy Spirit, come Lord. Come Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus, come. Would you come? Would you come? Would you have your way? Would you come? Jack, would you come? My next call, my next call, and, and this is my call now is going to be for brave people. This is, not, this is not for your average Joe. This is for people that are brave, that are saying, Lord, I don't want to, I don't want to make jokes anymore. I, I really want to serve you. I, I want to serve you with all my heart. I want to let go of religion and I want to I pursue relationship with you like I've never pursued relationship with you before. I want to let go of my yesterdays and I want to grab hold of that which you have for me. If that's you, if that's you this morning, I want you to get up out of your seat and I want you to come stand here. We're going to make a new consecration to Jesus this morning together as God's people. We're going to step up and we're going to step out and we're going to say, Lord, that's me. I desire more. Jose. Jose, come. I want to pray with you. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Come on. If that's you, you're saying, I've had enough of religion. I've had enough of religion. I want relationship with Jesus. I want more of the power and the presence of God in my life. I want to pray with you this morning. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord. Would you come? Would you come? Yeah, yeah. Come, Lord Jesus, yeah. would you come? So, Father, I just want to pray. Would you put your hands out in front of you? <laughs> come, Lord, do what only you can do. <laughs> come on. More. Come, Lord. Too long, Father. Too long, Lord. Too long, Lord. Too long. Too long, Lord. Too long, Lord. Too long. There's too much locked up in here, Father. More. More. More, Father, in Jesus' name. Come release it, Lord, in this next season, Lord. You have spoken words of life over Sean, Lord. You have spoken words of destiny and purpose over his life, Lord. Everything that has stopped that come from coming into fruition, Lord, we declare, Lord, in this season that you are going to move him, Lord, into new places in you, in Jesus' name. I pray, Father, for Sean, and I thank you, Lord, that you're not finished with him yet, Lord, that the work that you have started, Lord, you will complete in Jesus' name from this innermost being, Lord. I pray for rivers of living water in Jesus' name to flow. Sean, God's called you to be a blessing, Father God. He's called you to be a blessing to many. He's called you, I remember a picture of you in Zimbabwe under a tree. And I, and I had the sense that God is saying, I saw you. I saw you under a tree. I know exactly what is going on in your life. I know exactly what it is I've placed inside of you and what my dream is for you, Sean. I know. I know. My heart is for you. My desire is to see you. Into, into everything that I've spoken of your life, of your heart. Stop waiting. What are you waiting for? Waiting for? What are you waiting for? 
everybody we're at the end of the service how about we all stand is that all right if you are there we're standing we're gonna sing Akeko of Fana no Jesu all right before we go home you guys know that song yeah it's my favorite I'm in South Africa I have to sing it so how about you guys sing it with me if you want to find yourself a space in the front over here please do we're gonna dance we're just gonna have fun in in, in the house are you ready Boy.
David's taking clothes off again. Huh? <laughs> yes, can you my parents party? Bless you guys. <laughs> we love you. Have a great Sunday. Holy grounds over there. And please ask somebody, how are you doing really? Bless you. <laughs> 